Welcome everyone to this week's really big fan podcast. I'm your host Chizuk. I'm joined by the always beautiful, but sometimes a little under the weather acronym. Hi. <laughs> I'm not feeling great. <laughs> it's okay. I'm we'll get through it. Though. Yeah. No, and I appreciate. I, I just, I just sound gross, but I'm not. It's okay. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. And uh, we're here for this week's really big fan podcast. We don't have a guest this week. Uh, but we are going to be talking about a subject that is uh, timely and uh, kind of near and dear to my heart, at least. So I can't wait to dig into that. But as always, before we do, I'm not, you don't have to do the headlines this week. Because it's probably going to be real phlegmy if you try it. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't going to try to throw okay. it on in there because that would be real gross. I just wanted to make sure before you did. Nope. My ASMR days are dead. All right. There we go. It's headline time. So the uh, Writers Guild of America have uh, come to a tentative deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that particular strike is uh, on its way to coming to an end. The Actors Guild is still on the uh, the you know striking fence about the whole AI thing. Yeah, and as uh, as that has come about, a lot of the Screen Actors Guild of America people who work in video games have also decided to uh, go on strike. As far as video game voice acting goes, because they don't want people to just use AI to perpetuate their voice acting forever and them lose out on residuals and money and all that good stuff. So a lot of our video games might not have a lot of voice acting (laughs) in the next uh, year or so. It's getting kind of creepy, though, with some of this um, AI stuff. There's a there was a clip that Brian from I Prevail posted where it had Chester Bennington, Miley Cyrus and somebody else seeing one of their songs is like he's saying the line but then an ai would would manipulate voice, yeah yeah a version of miley cyrus's voice so that it would yeah, be in there it's freaky yeah i've i've listened to two different nirvana albums where they just took the vocal track or cobain's vocal track mm-hmm. and then played new instruments underneath it to try and fill out some of those demos mm-hmm. And while uh, I enjoy it very much, because I enjoy hearing a full band playing a song that I've only heard a demo of, I can understand why other people would be like, yeah. Well, and it's it really what it's going to boil down to for a lot of people is are you making money off of it? Yeah. Because if you're making off of money off of something that isn't yours, then that right I, well and i think that's always been the the thing with ai too is that you you want it. it's a fun toy to play with until the very second it starts taking a job away from somebody yeah and that like ideally I, i've seen that meme before too ideally we wanted the computers to take over our work job so that we could focus on art things yeah as human beings and unfortunately we're getting the reverse where the ai is taking over the art things and we have nothing left but jobs well, and here's the thing, too, and, and this is what a lot of people don't realize as well, is that, like, even in writing styles and stuff like that, I can tell when people are using AI. Yeah. Even, like, on Facebook and stuff, like, I'm seeing people post, especially the photographers that don't want to write, they're having AI write their packages, and I can totally 100% tell because that's not how they speak. Right. And I'm just like... It's the same thing with uh, with the eBay store. I, I noticed a month or two ago that you can have an AI write up your description. Yes. But you also need to go over that description and make sure it makes sense because the AI doesn't understand context. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I mean, honestly, like anytime anybody asks me if I've used anything, I've used chat gpt only for idea generation sure like come up with spew spew uh just gibberish at me and maybe suck up these things will actually be good ideas well yeah it'll be like you know it lists 10 videos for a photographer to make tiktoks out of yeah uh give me 50 questions about music that i can use for status updates like something like that i feel like is you know, an acceptable use for it. Sure. When it comes to, you know, adding things to photos or, um, you know, creating things that are like there are actual image generators and everything too. Mm. And I won't use a single one of them. There are some other photographers that are even local that I know they've taken elements and put AI elements into the things that they do. And that just takes the job away from me in my mind at this point because it's like 
if I can't create that myself, then it's not my creation. I guess. I mean, I could kind of see like if you had a, a cute picture of a couple and then like you used AI to put like a giant moon behind them or something like. At that hey. point, I would rather do it myself and I can, but I wouldn't well, want to. You can't make the it. giant moon behind them. but you, No, you get another photo or you take another photo of a moon. Sure. You make a composite. Right. I've done it before. I did it with the, the moonicorn. Yeah. So like with that, like that more so makes sense to me. But when it comes down to like full on like photographers just taking a picture and then adding all of these AI elements and just right. telling the computer how to create it. Like I don't I don't like it. And I'm I can tell it's fake. Well, even we use a, a, an AI um, uh, audio editor for this podcast and like sometimes you'll hear the weird noises in the podcast because i don't necessarily go back and listen to the whole podcast that, afterwards that it's not the same thing in my head so that's a tool that you're using it's right ai it's an ai tool and they're calling it ai because it is at the end of the day artificial intelligence but what you're looking at is you're using a tool to improve the sound quality right versus having an ai be us right that it, yeah that's this is the difference exactly in the two of it you know and it's like it's the same thing with um lightroom has a functionality where i can um hit denoise and what it'll do is it'll go through and it'll pull all the noise out of the photo and that's yes. technically an ai but it's an yep. ai tool like it's not that i can't go through and do you know that sort of thing myself i can it takes a lot longer i like that ai is still fallible like yeah. you see the ai that creates all the art and it can't get hands right yeah that stuff like i i appreciate that it still has those kinds of issues that we as humans could point out and be like ah all right yeah and there's some stuff with like smoothness of of photos and things that you can kind of tell like if it's too smooth then you're like yeah okay, yeah that's as definitely an AI generated thing. Right. So with all of that, I'm fully on the the fence of like, you know, strike until they get rid of it. Sure. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes cuz it's it's not fair to have a voice actor lose their job because they can just make something else like they even have I'm sure that you probably have the Rick and Morty thing in here. Mm-hmm. Um with that, it's like yeah, they could have had just any random person do that and have an AI change it into that voice. Right. But instead they chose another voice actor and it's going to sound different now. Yeah. the new, So the new trailer for season seven of Rick and Morty came out this week. And um, if you're one of those people that really listens to a voice, you can kind of tell Rick especially is a little different. The Morty sounds pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's the same guy doing both, both voices, but um, Justin Rowland is is not coming back for Rick and Morty. And, and that's totally fine. Yeah. I noticed uh, over the week, uh, I was looking at some of the comics that were coming out this week, and there was a comic I used to follow called Rack Queens, which was kind of like a Dungeons and Dragons style uh, fantasy comic. Um, and sounds like a comic book about titties. Rat Queens? Oh, I thought you said Rack Queens. No, Rat Queens. <laughs> um, and uh, the artist, Rock Upchurch, uh, was actually fired off the book after the first year because of a domestic abuse um, conviction. I believe it was a conviction for it. Um, and noticed that like Rat Queens is coming back for an anniversary issue and he's on it. And it's one of those, like whenever someone gets canceled, I'm like, well, for how long though? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It really comes down to what your your moral code encompasses with all of it. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, I have that, that conversation. It's the argument of like separating the art from the artist and everything right. else. And I don't have the capability to do that in most situations. Yeah, there's a there's definitely a lot of situations where it's very difficult well, to do so. I brought it up before, like I can't listen to Kanye anymore. Like, yeah. I literally cannot hear that man's voice anymore. It bothers me and it makes me uncomfortable to listen to everything sure. he's ever done now, even though he was my favorite rapper. Now, like on the flip side, like the only thing I can stomach is brand new, like out of everything sure. that has gone on and had problems and cancellations and stuff like that. Brand new is on its own island in my brain just because it was my favorite and I grew with it. Yeah. And I can't detach myself from it. 
But even, you know, the stuff with, like, you have Harry Potter, you have all these other Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. There's so many things that have been let go and canceled and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, it's up to you to uphold the moral compass that is with your consumption, not everybody else. So if, you know, you still are going to go and play Harry Potter, the Wizarding World, whatever, then you. But, like, at some point, people are always going to forgive and forget and it's gonna you know people will move on and well there's moving on but then there's also the the people that you know do the work to redeem themselves from you know their awful behavior well and that's also that's also personal like how much work does somebody have to do before you're like okay i guess well and that's it we can turn a page who is viewing and you know assuming it because i mean mark Wahlberg is a great example of that right um, there are so many people that still will not watch a single thing that Mark Wahlberg is in because sure. of his, his attack on an Asian American man. Um, and now it's like he's all religious and there's so many changes that he's made within himself or whatever. But it's up to you as the viewer to determine whether you're whether you're comfortable. Exactly. And so there are a lot of people that, you know, being canceled or cancellations of a, a person or a medium has a shelf life because eventually it's just like oh well you know it's been a few years i'm gonna let it go versus you know somebody that's going to actually hold it accountable for the rest of its duration yeah i actually had to when i saw the the rat queen's comic in this week's comics i actually had to like do a bit of googling to figure out like did this guy like did he ever did he serve any time did he apologize did anything you know good went out with his his ex-wife and his children and and i couldn't find anything so like well then i'm not i'm out i'm not i'm not buying this comic well that's what it comes down to you know it's and it's you know even with apologies and stuff i don't even believe apologies anymore because people apologize just to save their own ass yeah but i i did this is not the discussion i thought we were (laughs) But I definitely appreciate, I appreciate a false apology over doubling down. Yeah. You get the people that like, when they're, when they're attacked uh, by cancel culture, rallying. then they, uh, you know, then they go on, uh, they go on their, their stand-up comedy tour and just use it as, as, mm-hmm. you know, material about being canceled. And it's like, it, 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 it takes five seconds to say, sorry, I fucked up. Yeah. But there are some people that they don't even... Like, right. I mean, like, yeah, you yeah, could be sorry and you can do a false apology. But honestly, like at the same time, like like you'll take a false apology apology. I don't really like it either. Right. Like I'm not I don't believe you. So unless I believe you, I'm not I don't care. So like when I look at somebody like Dave Chappelle, not only do I not like the fact that he doubled down and decided to ruin his career legacy over doubling down, but it makes me poorly reflect on the people that I see going to his shows. Right. Friends that were at his show. And I just, it it made me have such an ick. And that's how deep it goes. Sure. But it's all different depending on who it is. And then there's no right answer. Yeah. So that's, that's where that goes. Not to, not to be that. Well, now that we've talked about that, uh, I saw an article on CBR.com, an interview with Chris Hemsworth. He had with GQ. Mm -hmm. And they ask him about his time doing the Ghostbusters movie. Answer the call. Yeah. And he was almost positive it was going to be the end of his career. Oh, yeah. That movie. And it's not because he thought it was a bad movie or that people were going to hate it. It's because when he got the script, he went to Paul Feige and he was like, so what am I supposed to do in this part? And he's like, oh, we're going to improvise when we get on set. And he didn't have a whole lot of improvisational skills. Yeah. So he thought he was going to ruin the movie. Because the other people were trained comedians who had yeah. done improv before and he did not know. Which is wild to think about having seen that movie because his character is one of the funniest things in the movie. It's honestly my favorite part of that movie. Yeah. I didn't really care for those otherwise. Like yeah. the female reboot, I wanted to like it. But yeah. I was really crazy about it. He was literally the best part of it, just because he got to be the bimbo for once. I love Kate McKinnon's character so much in those movies. He, you just love Kate McKinnon. <laughs> she's she's very pretty, um, but the fact that like she's an egon that's also a bit of a mad scientist, yes, is yeah. is really fun. She's probably the only other part of the movie that's like really good, right? Like I, 
it's not something that I feel desperate to watch again. You you would rather watch Afterlife again, yeah, than than watch anything mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, that's fair, absolutely fair. Uh, something I know you're a big fan of is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it was Steam Deck, so you can't buy it for me on there. I can't, but uh, I couldn't up until recently because they forgot to release it on Steam okay. when they put it out on everything else. They just they just forgot for about three years it's not been on steam but in october it's finally making its way to steam did no one say hey guys how come this wasn't on here yeah i would i would like to play it on my pc no what happened apparently is that it was in the epic game store Mm -hmm. so there was probably some kind of exclusivity contract like they do with sony does with the final fantasy yeah games it's like okay you can put it on pc but like we want a head start, right? We want six to twelve months head start before you put that thing on PC. So, but that's really funny that like three years went by and Tony Hawk wasn't on the PC. I I just thought you were bringing it up so you could be like, no, I'm not getting you a Steam Deck so I can get you. I well, Tony Hawk Pro Skater on there too. That is true. I I have I, multiple copies now. That's true. Um, and the last bit of music or news I had was that uh, the worst kept secret in professional wrestling came to pass this week. Jade Cargill will be in the WWE. She made her way to. My eyes can roll see more than they already have. Well, I'm I'm hopeful that she will spend some time in NXT and get really good. At- yeah, I really hope that they do that. But judging by the way that they do things, I don't think that's how that's going to happen. She's going to show up on Monday Night Raw on like Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. They'll probably eventually make her face Bianca because, of course, that's what they'll do. Yeah. I think her and Charlotte Flair will be a great match. I think her and Rhea Ripley could be a good match. Yeah, if she actually trains. Yeah. She's not good. If they're they're smart. Female Goldberg, she's not good. If they're smart, (laughs) you will not hear anything else about Jade Cargill. And then she'll show up at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's probably, like, that should be how it works. In Orlando training and then show up at the Royal Rumble and hopefully be a lot better. It is wild that they released a bunch of people last week and then, like, Nia Jax is back and we hired Jade Cargill to what everyone expects is a very lucrative contract. contract, yeah. Um, I think they said it was over five years, multi-year. Maybe, yeah. I didn't get a full number on it. I really think the only reason Nia Jax is back is because The Rock is there. Maybe. You know, he needs the money because he's not making movies right now. Right. And her popping up when he pops up, that just seems too fishy to me. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Get my cousin a job. They are related. You know, and I'll I'll come back. Right. Uh, You saw it happen. Well, we remember what happened last time. He he tried to get one of his cousins put over. He's in the ring with Roman Reigns and... All the booze came down. You could see on his face. It's like, that's not how this was supposed to go. Yep. Yeah. That's well, that's why they didn't send him out there with her. But is it yeah. his daughter actually wrestling now? She is. She's at NXT right now. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> there has to have, I mean, if it hasn't happened already, you know, there has to have been a uh, rock goes to the, the training center while his daughter's there. She's like, Dad, you're embarrassing me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> probably. Probably. For sure. <laughs> well, that's all I've got news-wise. I don't really have anything of note. No. Honestly, the, the only thing that is going on in the world is apparently Taylor Swift eats chicken strips with ranch dressing. Seemingly ranch dressing. I saw a clip of her. She was at an arena somewhere and she was cleaning. She was, like, picking up plates and stuff. I didn't see that. Yeah. No. Dating some sort of football player. He's already wearing her Easter eggs of for 1989. And, the, like, everybody's just losing their mind. The NFL put her on their cover photo on Twitter. Wild. Like, literally everyone's just talking about it. And I had to, like, I posted it and then I deleted it. But it was just, like, me going, she just went to a football game calm down you right. fucks <laughs> and then that's really how i feel about it <laughs> uh, maybe you're right maybe she just went to a football game and she was with his mom it was a thing but like every time that she starts dating someone new it's just like everybody explodes over it and I'm yeah just like well yeah because we all expect when this goes bad it's gonna inspire the next album yeah and and i mean she's gonna have a lot of material because she's running through dudes like tissues right now 
at what point is it not the dudes? <laughs> is it just it's not the, her? It's not the dudes. It's definitely her. It, that is, if you are the only, and this is the, this is something that I've had to work with myself on. I'm like, if you are the only thing that is not changing within the equation, you're probably the problem. Yeah, you're the variable. You're the you're the only thing that isn't a variable. Right. For you're probably the problem. So Taylor Swift, you are the problem. And that's why and, and she knows that though. That, she is, that song popped up. She is listening to the really big fan podcast right now and she is so upset. So upset. She can't believe that one of the hosts <laughs> who is also feeling under the weather has decided to call her out. Yes. She knows she's the problem. That's why that song exists that she has. It's, it's me. Yeah. I'm the it's me. I, I can't even that. sing right now. I do kind of like that, that song. Yeah, it's <laughs> a little fun. It's a little fun. Right. I, I've avoided most of it, but uh, like all of the newer stuff, but that one I definitely did not avoid. Right. So I just happened to hear a high school teenager. Well, it was all over TikTok. Like, no, I mean, uh, oh, yeah. This weekend I heard uh, there was a high schooler, a middle school, is middle schooler or high school? I think she was a middle schooler. Okay. A middle schooler uh, covered all too well the 10 minute version. And that was the first time I ever heard it because I have avoided it thus far. And uh, no. She got you with the Taylor Swift. She got me with the Taylor Swift. I know some of the words because the version that she did previously, I did. Yeah. Anyway, that's my <laughs> my weekly Taylor Swift update. There you go. Yeah. So we're going to take a short break here, and when we get back, we're going to reminisce on some of our favorite things to partake in when we're feeling under the weather, when yeah. you've got a day off and you can't go into work, you can't go into school or something like that, and, and like you just want to lay around, and you just want to put something on for some noise or for to keep your brain active. Like whether it's uh, the TV or a video game or some music or something like that. So we're going to talk about that next on the Really Big Fan Podcast. Welcome back to the Really Big Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Jazak. I am joined, as always, by Acronym. And uh, this week is a very, um, it feels like a new chapter in our lives mm-hmm. this week. Because not only have I started a new job, but you are having your first week at my old job mm-hmm. without me. Um, and, um, so there's a lot of things, a lot of parts moving around in our lives right now. Uh, but one of the things that we did not expect, uh, to happen this week is that you came home yesterday and you were feeling terrible, yes. terrible. What it would tell, tell the people, what is, what is your, uh, <laughs> your usual routine when you don't feel good? Oh, uh, well, there's a couple different things. Um, usually I end up watching some sort of movie or something sure um throughout the years that's changed of like what movie it is but i used to watch oceans 11 every time i got sick and like i felt like i i had the thought to do that but then i remembered i still had mockingjay one and two left to watch that you had not seen that i had not seen i yeah i watched the first one the mockingjay part one um and like years and years ago when like it first came out but then i never watched the second one so it was just kind of like oh okay well i'll get to that at some point and so disc replay sales so we got all four of them right i've been kind of trying to binge my way through that sometimes it's the dark night because i tend to uh, we all know because i bring it up quite a few times but like i watch things over and over and over and over and over again so, like, sometimes it ends up being something like that, where it's like, okay, I'll put on Stranger Things, okay, I'll put on Hannibal, Daredevil. I haven't done the Daredevil around in a minute. It's been, yeah, I think, I feel like it's been about a month since I lo- walked by the office and looked and saw Jessica Jones or Daredevil on your screen. Oh, it's been longer than that, yeah. Because you will watch all the Daredevils, and then you'll watch the Defenders mm-hmm. as well. So, stuff like that. I'm a big proprietor of soup. Well, that's kind of what I was referencing. Like, like tell the people as soon as you know you don't feel good, what's like the first thing you do? Because I don't. For the longest time, I didn't actually have a doctor. I do have a doctor now, but um, for the longest time, I didn't have any like insurance or doctor or anything. So I just started coming up with like random remedies for myself. So uh, initially, when I get sick, the first thing I need is orange juice and lots of it. Um. I managed to drink an entire thing of orange juice yesterday. 
Not surprised. I, you, yeah. you you went through an orange juice addiction? Yeah, I had an orange juice addiction. And I when I got that and I drank it, I was like, okay, that's it. No more buying orange juice. Right. I even got groceries today and I'm like, no orange juice. I ended up getting pineapple juice. Somebody told me if you take pineapple juice, cinnamon, and honey and mix it together, that that tends to help sometimes. Sure. So I'll do that. Um, And soup. That's soup. Ram's horn. Yeah. That's what I've been trying to get you to oh, to, to say because it's 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 usually it's my first soup too. That's my first indication that something is amiss. <laughs> is when I have cabbage soup. When yeah. you when you have ram's horn cabbage soup or you ask me if I can go get you some ram's horn cabbage soup yep. like uh oh. Yep. Somebody's feeling a little under the weather. Well, so the beginning of September to now I have been to over 15 shows. Yeah. And um, from like the 12th on, it was every other day up until like Saturday. And I would have had a show tonight had I not been sick. Currently, Jacob is there <laughs> in in my place. Um, but with um, all of that, it's just, you know, trying to find my little ways of taking care of myself when I can. Sure. But I, I have some weird quirks, like... You got sleep, everything. and you got yeah, you... sleep and everything else. So, but like I, I don't know. Like when you when you suggested this as an episode, I'm like, what? So you're just interviewing me about being sick? Like I don't well, know. No, I wanted to talk about like this isn't the only time you've ever been sick. Oh yeah, but it's the kind of thing. Like I have, as weird as it sounds, I have fond memories of when I was a kid and I would be sick. Like the kinds of things that that I would do, or that my my parents would be like, okay, we're gonna. You know, you, you you we want you to stay in bed, and we're gonna get you some some chicken noodle soup and some crackers, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or we'll make you like a tomato soup and, and grilled cheese sandwiches. It's always really nice. You know, like you you wanna is that I I always can't remember exactly what it is, but isn't it you wanna stuff a cold and starve a fever? I think is the way they say it. You've never heard that phrase before. Okay, yeah. um, but yeah, it was always a matter of like let's get as much food as we can in ya. Um, so that you can, you know, your body has the fuel it needs to fight off what's going on in there. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not so much that as I just am, let me consume soup so my throat doesn't bother me. So. For sure. And there have been multiple ideations of soup, whether it be the, the black cabbage soup, the stew that I just made. Yeah. It has like carrots and the celery and stuff that I got from Kate. And then there is the Tostitos soup. Yes. The Tostitos soup. I do. I did not get that stuff at the store because the last time I made it, I burnt it. It was awful. And it was terrible, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's also frozen broccoli, potato, and a jar of, um, medium Tostitos cheese, and then like a handful of like, uh, not, or not a handful, but like multiple slices of cheese. Like, I have to have like American cheese. And the thing is, do you put like milk or, or anything in that, or is no, cheese the only like cheese. liquid it's, uh, oh, part water. of the soup? Water. Oh, so some water goes yeah. in there too to kind of dilute it. Well, I boil the potatoes first. Yeah. So I, I boil the potatoes in there, so it's potato water, and then I put the um the broccoli in there, and then put the cheese in there. Right. More cheese in there, and then put more cheese. In there. <laughs> around and because it's spicy it kind of like opens up my nose yeah. and stuff but like I said like the last time I did it I burnt it and honestly like I don't eat dairy like that anymore I was gonna say every time you added more cheese to it it hurt me even more just to hear yeah there's more cheese there's in there so much cheese in there um and it's nice that cheese is like usually one or two colors so I know to like oh don't eat that yeah that's that cheese color yeah yeah that's no. that's gonna hurt you <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's usually my my go to. I know some people they'll like, you know, people have fond memories watching like Bob Barker or something. I never did that. Never. I was gonna say that seems universal. Is that we've all watched The Price Is Right is there at noon on CBS specifically for people who do not feel good. Yeah. No, I watched I watched Jeopardy. I was a Jeopardy kid. Interesting. I was always a Jeopardy kid. I was have. Jeopardy on a lot of the time during the day too. Yeah, we would put it on around the same. Oh, for sure. Um, days of our lives. 
Yeah. General Hospital because my family was into soap operas. I had a so. very short run as a as a youngster of watching the soap opera. I think it was General Hospital that my mom watched. Yeah. And I had a very short run of maybe a month or two of watching General, like coming home and watching General Hospital with her or something. But then I, but then I was like, no, nah, I got to get back to my cartoons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, Transformers around at four o'clock. I need to. Yeah, I didn't really have like um, there wasn't any uh like go-to thing when i was a kid yeah like, it, there wasn't a lot of that like especially too because i think probably most of the time when i ended up having to come home when i was a kid it was because i had a migraine so i couldn't have my eyes open sure so it wasn't really like i would just go to bed did you well did you ever like when you would go to bed because you didn't feel good you had a migraine you would you put music on or would that agitate it too bother it too yeah i was just silence <laughs> like i just need to go to sleep because I remember when I was much younger and you'd get colds and you'd get the flu and, and whatnot as a kid and you would grow up like around the time that it was the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes getting sick was a bonus because it gave you an extra day to play games. See, and you're, you're lucky in that sense because people didn't stop you from doing that. I, I got the if you're well enough to play video games, you're well enough to be at school. Yeah. So I didn't do that right. like I, I really didn't get away with much like if i was sick i was supposed to be sick and wallowing it or sleeping yeah. <laughs> like, well and that's the thing that i would discover too is that you know when you're when you're not feeling good obviously your, re- your reaction time is going to be slower so playing something like super mario was more difficult when you were sick mm-hmm. but if it was just a game like like an old turn-based final fantasy game that you were just making decisions and it's not based on your reaction time mm-hmm. those tended to you know as long as i could still cognitively think strategically right. i could play that until i got sleepy and went back to sleep again see now when i was older and i was able to be left alone um i was just out of line like i'd be at yeah at home i'd be on the internet until like she'd call and kick me off because oh yeah I had the one phone lines boy those were the days huh? uh yeah when you couldn't have the phone and the internet on at the same time so yeah like be on the dial-up internet and the, i feel like the that was phone would ring through and she'd call like three times to knock me off of it and just like i feel like that was the beginning of us not using landline phones anymore yeah is when it was like i need my landline in order to be on the internet yeah yeah <laughs> It sucked. I I didn't have like broadband or anything. Yeah. When I was like even in my teens, like I still had dial up. So it was like I had friends that had like Bright House or something and they had like the cable internet. So sure. Always on. Yeah. And like that was like a social status thing that you don't. For sure. Didn't really realize at the time, too, is because of the fact that like if you went on the internet and you had like a cable line, like you could set up your your AIM and whatever, and then go to school, and you could leave it on, uh-huh. and then like it was just on when you got home and stuff. And so there were people that were just always on AIM. I wasn't because I was had dial ups. Wouldn't you come back to like a million notices or I mean, like, messages? Are in school too, so it's like. Well, I'm talking about the creepy older people that are messaging you when you're in school. On, on AIM, creepy older people messaging me on AIM. Oh, it wasn't until the internet got a little bit bigger that the creepy older people realized they could find the younger people and message them. I guess over the internet. No, I I don't really know. What I just take it. It's, to. No, I'm just. It's it, like it's commonplace now for like uh, an older person to be talking to a younger person, and then you know, like something terrible happens to them, kind of thing, or even nothing terrible happens. The only the only reference that uh, that would even ding to me is like the really pre AIM creepy chat rooms. Yeah, like that's the only thing. But that that's completely not part of that. This is just like if you had broadband internet, like you would just put your you, your way message up or whatever. You sure your name was always active, and so like you didn't have people you, that you didn't have cable internet if you didn't do if you did if you weren't. So, away social class thing yeah that like no one really noticed except if you were that kid that couldn't do it you didn't have people in like other states even that you talked to over instant messenger that you didn't that you didn't know no wild no not a single person i by the time myspace happened there were maybe a couple of those yeah like it was all other girls like there was another girl that did a photo uh photography stuff in california that i made friends with right like she was really the only one i could think of 
I think it's just the age difference because like when I was introduced to AIM, like almost immediately was like, here's a friend of a friend. They're from Kansas. Yeah, no, I never had that. Here's a friend of a friend. They're from Florida. Here's a friend of a friend. They're from Canada kind of thing. But I know that like when I would um, when I would have my stuff on, I was like always on MySpace. Yeah. Like when MySpace was a thing. Right. And then um, once they went to Facebook, then all shit hit the fan. <laughs> but um, yeah. Like, I think I was on a live journal for the longest time. Oh, I had live Facebook Until Facebook became the thing. And, like live journal was just embarrassing too because everybody was just treated as their diaries. Oh yeah, you could find them. It's just like I went to Casey's house today. I did this, and then we hung out with Colleen and blah 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 blah. And I'm just like, uh. I never saw a lot of it on MySpace, but I feel like live journal was the beginning of vague posting of being like, I'm yes. so upset at so and so, and I can't believe, but I'm gonna tell you every single detail about them. So if you have any context whatsoever for this, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah, subtweeting was not the first form of that it was definitely live I journal. feel like that it's it was also journal. I mean away messages too if you got mad at somebody you put up an angry yeah away message and then leave yeah then you weren't actually gone you were just waiting to you were just staring at the screen just to see if they were gonna send you one more thing yeah or you would be like doing like downloading things on Napster or LimeWire or whatever and and just have it on. Right. Like the equivalent now of having like do not disturb on my phone is that like people will text during the do not disturb and then you can still look at it but go, yeah, I'm not answering that right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's that. I remember uh, when I was in elementary school, I went through a phase in like sixth grade where my stomach would get upset every morning because I would have cereal with milk in it. At the time, I didn't know it's lactose intolerant yet. So I wasn't putting together what was happening here right so there was a couple of weeks there where like i was out more than i was in um school and uh at the time the 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 syndicated stations were like channel 20 and channel 50 Mm -hmm. and they were the ones that would play the cartoons after school and before school if you woke up in the morning before school you turn on cartoons and stuff like that they had placed the real ghostbusters cartoon at like a half an hour after I'd be in school. Yeah. So when I was sick, I knew that, oh, if I leave Channel 20 on, I could catch an episode of the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. And there was an episode of Ghostbusters where they get sick, mm-hmm. like they get slimed by a ghost and then they start to feel sick and they're covered in this slime. So they've just got this slime all over them and they're wearing like bathrobes oh, over the thing. And I remember watching this episode and they have the bathrobes. And then, like, a different body part of the ghost would show up on their chest. So one had an ear, and one had a nose, and one had an eye, which was super creepy. I never finished that episode because it freaked me out. <laughs> I didn't like that they had an ear and an eye on on there. Well, you got a thing with eyes, anyway. I did. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Still do. Yeah. A little bit, to a degree. It's got to be fun that I just wear necklaces that have eyeballs on it. It creeps me out a little bit. Sorry. That's fine. It's fine. I'm I'm an adult. (laughs) I can handle it. I know it's a necklace now. It must have been really fun to have to buy one when I asked you to go get me one that one time. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at it. And glass my guest on and go buy me an eyeball. And I'm like, do you want the blue one or the purple one? (laughs) I was like, can you please put that in a bag? (laughs) Uh, But I have fond memories of of playing the Clash of Demon Head video game. I think I had just gotten it. Uh, before I'd gotten a cold and I was still figuring out how it worked. Yeah. So I remember uh, playing that very much. And I, I just this past year when I wasn't feeling good uh, for, for a couple of weeks there, you saw that I found on Pluto TV. Streaming has totally changed the game. Oh, yeah. As far as I don't feel good and I just want something out of the background. Mm-hmm. Like it used to be like whatever's on TV. And if I'm strong enough to like get up and put a video cassette in. Yeah. Or a DVD. Now with streaming, geez, you can just, I'll just pull up Pluto TV on my phone and find the Transformers or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles channel. Just let that thing run. It's so silly to me because, like, we have so many DVDs and you will still pull up something that we have on DVD on a streaming service. Right. And, and like, I'm not going to, like, pull up, like, the Batman movies on streaming service. I'm going to go get the fucking Blu-ray. Smart convenience. <laughs> I'd see. I look at the physical media as a backup now. Yeah, like I have this thing, but no, for whenever it's to video game for whenever I can't 
find it on a streaming service anywhere. No, because if I spend money on a digital video game, I'm still spending money on the game. I'm not like streaming the game off of a service like Xbox uh, Game Pass or something. Yeah. But I have when I've had Game Pass in the past or even the month that I uh, got the PlayStation Network so I can play Stray. Mm -hmm. Like I will try stuff out and play stuff and not necessarily buy it, but it'll it'll live in the back of my head forever. Like, oh, I played that game for about five hours. It was really fun. If I ever find it at a price that I think is affordable, then I'll pick up a physical copy of it. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, there's, I mean... There's not really anything like traditional that I do other than what I consume to try to feel better. When I when I started accumulating a pretty big comic book collection, uh, that also became uh, oh I'm sick. Well, if I have enough brain power to actually read, then I'm just gonna sit here and read a pile of comics yeah. until I'm until I can fall asleep again probably, or I'm ready to eat something again. Yeah, I probably got away with reading things when I used to read a lot more. Yeah. Um, because I just I had like all of the, like the Harry Potter books and stuff like yeah. That. So I would just read stuff, but it was like I wasn't allowed to have anything on, uh, like like whether it was music or like TV or anything because it was the whole mindset of like oh if you feel fine to do that you should just go to school. So I'm so sorry. Yeah, so I didn't really do as much of that type of thing, but like now it's like. I think I also now as an adult because I went through so many different like jobs and things too. Yeah. Like I just have zero boundaries when it comes to continuing to work while I'm sick. Sure. So like what did I do today? Like you saw me. I was just sitting here just editing photos. Photos. Yeah. I'm like, well, can't really move around, can't really do much. I I guess I'm editing today and writing through it or whatever, but like I don't do breaks well. So no, you have to be really effed up. It <laughs> have to be really bad, and yeah, in order for you, and you have to be so bad that you're just in bed. Mm-hmm. You're just in bed and sleeping. Yep, because you do not do other things when you feel sick. Whereas, like, if I feel sick, I will still, like you said, I'll I'll put something. That's the other thing that uh, I know you found hilarious when we first got together is that I would fall asleep with WWE pay per views on yep. because the. Sound of Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler telling me about the match was, it just felt like safety. Yeah. It just felt like nostalgic. Yeah. And it's like in the same way that you will watch the same TV shows over and over. Like I had, uh, you know, for the longest time, I only had like a dozen of the pay per views and they were my favorite pay per views. And I would just listen to them over and over and over. I would let them play. I'd put the DVD in and let it play on repeat. And listen to like Survivor Series 2001 over and over and over again and fall asleep and then wake up and it's a different match. I'm like, oh, I remember this. This was great. And I fall asleep and I wake up like, oh, it's this match. I remember this match. It's fantastic. And once again, once streaming became a thing, my God. (laughs) It was all the time then. Yeah. Like that was the other thing that I would do uh, back this past winter when I wasn't feeling good is I would like start with a Monday Night Raw from like. 99 or 2000 and then just pass out and wake up and it would be three raws later yep <laughs> it'd be like oh shit this episode and i detest hearing jerry the king waller screaming while i'm sleeping yeah <laughs> so, i apologize for that that's okay it, i just don't like jerry the king waller which doesn't help oh it's <laughs> it, i i get it it's fair it's fair like at the time he was he was the the color commentator the heel commentator if you will so that was just that was him being and, uh, excited about puppies and yeah, I did really. Somebody falls, he just does this. Ah! It's like, how do you sleep through? <laughs> I did. I did appreciate when he left for reasons, and then they brought Paul Heyman in. Yeah, it was like a good year there. Where Paul Heyman is the color commentator with Jim Ross, and that was a lot of fun. Mainly because there were times where I'm pretty sure Jim Ross was legitimately angry at Paul Heyman. More than like they were arguing about something, and Paul is like almost comedically dense about his point of view and 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 talking about why he's right and jim's wrong and jim would just get furious yeah well it, paul Heyman is a acquired taste for people you know it's true i appreciate him because i once again i grew up with gorilla monsoon and bobby the brain heenan yeah. bobby the brain heenan was paul Heyman before paul Heyman was paul Heyman. right 
No, and then it's like, for me, watching wrestling more so now, because I didn't get to consume it nearly as much as you did when I was younger, it's like, it just feels more normal with Michael Cole for me. Yeah, which is... And like wild to have grown guy to have grown up uh where he graves is weirdly enough my other guy yeah to have grown up during the jim ross era of wrestling like yeah. michael cole was the we have jim ross at home yeah kind yeah. of uh commentator no i love michael cole man he's the, coming to his own about his voice is also kind of calming to me like i feel like i have that calming quantifier with him yeah more so and it's like you know i I can watch old stuff and try to understand the Jim Ross of it all. Yeah. Listening to Jim Ross now, I'm just like, this is embarrassing. Well, yeah, he has gotten older and it's it's, <laughs> it's not as easy. And yeah. things, things get harder when you get older. Yeah. Except for one particular thing. You got to get pills for that if you want it to get harder as you get older. There's one part of our body that isn't hard. <laughs> it is not hard all the time if you get my drift. That video you've Still got. the best video. If yeah. you guys have never seen me post that, like, I'm surprised. It's a bunch of lines from wrestling promos that are, are that have so wild innuendo. Yes. It's <laughs> like, like you've got um, Jake the Snake Roberts going like, I'll get big. Get as big as I need to be to get the job done. Right. He just jerked Hemsley off. <laughs> Random stuff, and it's amazing. And what was the thing that uh, Mox said that should be added to that? Oh, I don't even remember. Recently, John Mox. Something wild, like I'm going to climb up on top of you. Yeah, something. From behind. <laughs> from behind or something. It's just like, oh, for goodness sakes, John. Right. <laughs> Sometimes uh, the funnier ones are the ones where they don't know they're doing it. They're just kind of improving and off yeah. the cuff and then they say something and and they don't catch it and then later you're like uh it's like that la night promo that I, <laughs> the you see this jacket shoes of a champion champion wait that, did i just say shoes of a champion yeah <laughs> he catches himself and is like oh my goodness what have i done <laughs> but like yeah wrestling i feel like when i got older like obviously i you know, after I started living with you, like, yes. we'll occasionally just put on, like, random wrestling shit. But, like, mine ends up being more Dark Side of the Ring. You like you the... me how I can sleep during a Dark Side of the Ring, but I can't. Right. Well, you like the documentary style yes. of learning the the, be, the behind the scenes and stuff in the same way. How, we... how do I sleep through Vince Russo? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got Prince Vince Russo brain rot. Yes, I live so brain rot. He's rented space up here. It's in my brain. He ate and he moved boxes in so guys could come out of them. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, I, there, there have been times because I think what was it was during the time that I had COVID when I was uh, stuck at the Miller's house. Sure. And uh, I was just watching Dark Side of the Ring, yep. trying to sleep. And I've, so, like, I've just had my iPad there, and it just was running through it. Yeah. I'm like, yes. Let's listen to Luna Vachon yell about things. Right. Well, I remember early in the summer coming to bed a couple of times when you'd already gone to bed and you'd gone to sleep to Dark Side of the Ring. And I'm fine with that. I I grew up with a television in my room that would just be on when I would go to bed for white noise. Yeah. And I had I had a six hour video cassette of Ninja Turtles cartoons mm-hmm. that I had taped off television that I I think had multiples right. so that I didn't have to like be like, oh, I've seen this one before. I think more of it comes down to it's like volume and um, visual because like you've probably figured it out by now. You turn on the light, I'm awake. Yeah. Like there's no way to stop that. That's why I have like got like masks and stuff like I cover my face with a blanket half the time. See, I was a very scared kid. Yeah. So I'd get scared of the dark and stuff and having a TV on helped. It was like a little bit of nightlight. It's it's too bright for me. Like I can't sleep. Yeah. So like I never turn on the TV to like sleep sleep. But if it's during the day and it's like when I'm sick or something like that, if I throw on Batman and it's during the day, I'll just like close my eyes and listen to it. Exactly. And that's fine, but like when it comes to actually like night sleep, I can't do it. Yeah, the TVN. It's weird, right? Thing. Well, I'm sure I see people in the chat all sending you good vibes, and I'm sure. I hope that you feel better, and I hope that I don't feel worse. Yeah, I hope you don't get whatever this is. And at least I checked in, and it's not COVID. Yes. So that's a plus. So I just have to 
have to get my immune system back but between i honestly just think with all of the shows that i have been doing i just just my finally system yeah and you know going it preps riot fest how many how many things did it fight off successfully before it finally hit you exactly and it's like the thing is is that i'm not stupid i know that that's gonna happen i could feel it I, I like I knew like I'm like, OK, I am way too spread thin at this point. I'm starting to feel like ass and I'm going to get sick. And sure enough, it just took like a ne- the next week. I'm sick. Yeah. But it's like you can't stop life. So in life is unfortunately, fortunately, a yeah. little too hectic right now. So right. I'm like, all right, well, I did. I did say when, when we were all masked up and we were all uh, separated from each other during COVID that like this is possibly the healthiest i've ever been i haven't caught anything remotely like a cold for a long stretch of stuff well yeah and this is the first cold i've had since i had covid yeah so like is all things considered it's not bad but right (laughs) it's not i'll be better it'll be be fine fine. yeah you're all right gonna take a couple days but you still look good hey thanks <laughs> i did put on makeup for you guys today i see on makeup so she loves all of us yes all right well we're gonna take a short break here on the really big fan pod we'll come back with our serotonin boost right after this we're back with the really big fan podcast as always i encourage you to follow us on patreon patreon.com backslash really big fan pod that's where you can get ad-free versions of these shows as well as our really big fan pod double feature uh once this releases i believe the same weekend we'll be releasing our fourth episode where uh, mike and i discuss two more movies that are some of our favorite movies and try and put them in our top 10 list which i think we're up to eight i think it's the fourth episode so we're up to eight um yeah, the, this uh, this particular episode that we just recorded last weekend is going to be about the Quick and the Dead and uh, the Royal Tenenbaums. So it's a Gene Hackman double feature. <laughs> Gene Hackman double feature. Yeah. And then going into October, we're going to do some spooky movies as well. I have a feeling I'm going to have to tie break you guys when it comes to what's falling off the list. Maybe. Maybe. Well, that's the so just a, a bit of a spoiler for you when we uh, when we tried to rate where these two movies go. Mike tried to pull a fast one on me. Oh yeah, and bump a bump a movie up the list, and I'm like, no, 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 it was not The Departed. It was not. <laughs> but he was like, okay, this movie goes here, and then this movie goes here above this movie, and I'm like, wait a second, that movie was already underneath this movie. You can't change the ranking just because we're adding two new movies. They go someplace in the list, and then everything moves around it. I figured he was going to try to bump The Departed back up the list because he's so offended how much you don't like that movie. No, The Departed and Strange Days are going to drop off that list very quickly, unfortunately, because they're at the bottom right now. And uh, The yeah. Departed does not deserve to be that low, but you don't agree with me either. <laughs> no, no, I don't. That's the funny thing, too, is there's a, there's a gamesmanship to it that I'm starting to realize where it's like... I have to play the averages. So, like, if I say a th- if he's like, "Ah, eh, this movie's an eight, I say, "No way, this is the best movie ever." Then it, then we try to try to average it out to like, okay, so this hits four or five. <laughs> Goodness, I'm not saying that I didn't genuinely think the movie was the best movie ever when I said it. I'm saying that in my head, I'm like, well, if we average it out, then at least it stays on the list. Okay. <laughs> So with that in mind, uh, it's time for our serotonin boost for this week. Do you have a serotonin boost this week? <laughs> okay, so we were driving in the work van. I was being trained for the job. Yes. And I decided that I, in the morning, we had on Rancid. Yes. Driving to work. So I was like, oh, yeah, I would like to listen to that one song that has the transplants in it, Slash and Travis Barker. And for some reason, I thought it was on Slash's album and it was actually on Travis Barker's album. So that I wanted to do, okay, I'm going to listen to this now. So I pulled up the full album of Slash's from 2010, I think it is. It's the first one he did. It's the first one he did where he had like a bunch of different collaborations, right? So we get towards the end of this album and there is a song from Iggy Pop on there. And he is so excited about peeing on the ground in this song. And I completely had forgotten. He really is. 
Like, I'd completely forgotten about the lyrics to the song when we were listening to it. I gotta, I gotta see what the name of the song was, because I thought it was literally, literally Pee on the Ground. It, it should have been called Pee on the Ground with how much he brings it up. We're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. Literally, the chorus is, we're all gonna die, so let's get high. We're all gonna die, so let's be nice. I'm in the mood to get in something. And then it says, yeah. pee on the ground and jump around. It is the weirdest... <laughs> chorus i have ever heard and then so towards the end of the song like he's hearing it and he's just like what is going on here and i'm laughing i'm like i completely forgot about this song and at the end of towards the end of the song he goes i want to whip it out and pee on the ground and i'm like what in the world was going on when they were recording this it makes me wonder because iggy pop famously even this day as an old man performs without a shirt on and I'm wondering... Man is a corpse looking. I'm wondering if the pants are him meeting us all halfway. Yeah, I mean... He just wants to perform naked. He probably does. Also, does he have like a, a little bag in the pants or something? Because he apparently has uh, problems with his urination. To pee on the ground. That's it. He, he's trying to uh, admit to us that uh, he urinates all the time. Well, and here's the thing. It's like if you were constantly peeing on the ground right you're gonna end up on a sex offender list because if you get caught with your pants down even if you're peeing in public you yeah. end up on the sex offender list. that you do so is that what happened to charlie LaDuff? Uh, that wouldn't surprise me but i mean I, I, I like, <laughs> it probably I, it was probably a decade ago now as far as that reference but i feel like charlie LaDuff got arrested downtown for peeing in public somebody because he's drunk yeah and it's like you, you'd expect that at least you know 10 people end up on the detroit sex offender list every opening day because she would think so. like i have been walking to opening day and run into dudes just peeing in the alley i thought for a second you were about to admit that you were uh briefly on the sex offender list for peeing on the ground no no no, no. <laughs> but i i do remember telling one of my friends who did get caught by the cops peeing on the ground that she's luckily she was not a sex offender right um but yeah, so Iggy Pop being slash excited about peeing on the ground on Slash's album is my serotonin boost this week. Slash, the Slash song, We're All Gonna Die. Look it up. Yep. Enjoy how much <laughs> Iggy Pop enjoys peeing on the ground. <laughs> and as a side note, if you want to hear the actual song I wanted to hear, it's called Saturday Night. It's on the Let the Drummer Get Some album from Travis Barker. Right. And it has Slash in the transplants on it. And that song has its own ecosystem and emotional universe yeah i it just something about that song it is the transportive quality and you just feel like you're somewhere in probably california probably southern california toward the mexican border yeah and just vibes yeah <laughs> no it definitely uh and it has a different feel than than a lot of the travis barker album because oh yeah a lot, of rap a lot of the travis barkers has a lot of rap acts on it the whole album is really good but it's like it's a lot of like there's one song that has like Snoop Dogg on it. There's one song that's got Busta Rhymes and Yellow Wolf on it. Like and it, that one came out a year after the Slash album yeah. came out. So it's kind of funny to see that jump over of Slash being on that album later. Right. Having that. But needed to have some Tim Armstrong in my life. And so yeah. that drug me to Iggy Pop peeing on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. I it was funny as hell. And now you want to whip it out and pee on the ground. Don't do that. If you're listening to this podcast, don't whip it out and pee on the ground. No, we did. We do not sanction that. No, not at all. Well, I had a bunch of stuff this week that I was trying to figure out were going to be my serotonin boost. Yep. Uh, but I feel like some of it can wait yes. because I'm going to continue to be, get serotonin from it. Yes. But one thing I wanted to mention is that so my sister had gotten me uh, something for my birthday and it did not actually show up until last Friday. Mm -hmm. um, and it's this little device. I'm putting it for the people on the camera that you can see. It's called a play date. And she got it because she knows I love retro games and old games and stuff. And it's got a screen that's kind of black and white. And it's a lot like uh, the Nintendo, the old Nintendo Game Boy screen. It's got an A and a B button and a crossbar. But it has on the side of it a crank, a little crank that you fold out uh, and and. You know, you would think you see it and you're like, oh, so there's a fishing game and you just use the crank for the fishing game. But there are so many games that they find ways to incorporate the crank mm -hmm. in like the some of the first games. That's another neat thing about this, too, is that um, 
it comes with what they call season one of games. And every week, two new games pop up on your play date for you to try out. The games themselves, um, most of them are not very deep. Like the first one on here is a surfing game that's called, uh, hold on. Oh, I'm still on the, I'm still in the, in the shop. That's the last thing I was looking at. Um, but the first one was called Whitewater Wipeout. And you use the crank to kind of like rotate your board around on the wave to try and stay on the wave. And then Tony Hawk style, you want to get up the wave and do a jump and twirl your board around as much as you can and then come down. So it, so that's kind of fun. See, when I, you showed me the crank, I never got to actually ask the question, but the question has also been asked in our chat here. Uh, it is not crank powered. It is not. I thought it was also crank powered when I... Right, like a watch, like you wind your watch. Like, so is it just powered like this? Because that would make sense to me. It's like if it was crank powered, then you could play it in the apocalypse and you'd have a video game. Yeah. Because I'm preparing for the apocalypse, guys. <laughs> video games need to be part of that. Especially if this one is... That's true. I'm going to miss video games <laughs> in the apocalypse. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a generator just to run my PS4 so I can finish whatever game I'm in the middle of when it all goes down. Just don't play Red Dead Redemption because then you'll destroy it. If I destroy the TV in the apocalypse, it's gonna it, the, the odds of finding another one are not going to be good. Yeah, yeah. But the first two games were Whitewater Wipeout and another one called Casual Birder, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, uh, a, like a JRPG, like you're walking around and you're talking to people. But then a Pokemon style, when you see a bird, you have to hit a button to get your camera out and you use the crank for your focus <laughs> to get the bird in focus and get a and get a picture of them, which is pretty cool. Um, I haven't tried a lot of games out. That's the other uh, thing about this, too, is that if you go on the website itch.io, there is an entire um, there's an entire category just for games for this. And you can do what's called side loading where you can buy games on itch.io and then go to the website for play date mm-hmm. and like load them onto your um your account yeah. so that when you open your play date you can go hey i've got stuff to download and it will download it from your account right it's pretty cool i gotta say i i haven't seen no there hasn't been anything yet that's like totally enveloped me and like oh my god i have to play this every day i have to play it until yeah. it's done kind of thing because like i said the game's most of them aren't very deep. Casual Birder is very deep, though. Yeah. There's a lot to Casual Birder that I did not expect. Right. But, um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and I'm really, I'm really happy Toka got me one. Yeah. It's really cool. I really appreciate it very much, and I want to say, if she's listening, thank you, Toka. I appreciate it very much. <laughs> there's also a, there's a game that's like part Ghostbusters, part Pokemon on there, and they actually made two versions like they do for Pokemon oh, with different ghosts in them. So I was texting with her. I was like, have you played this yet? Which version do you have? Because I'll get the other one and then we can trade them online. There you go. We can trade ghosts. <laughs> so Perfect. I'm sure uh, as I find more games on it that I fall in love with, I'll, I'll pull it back out and be like, you got to try this game. Oh my God, it's so fun. Oh wait, yeah. it's this weird crank based system that not a lot of people have paid the money to have. So yeah. It'll be like when you talk about uh, the concerts that yeah. uh, people can't really experience. Yep, yep. Sorry, our serotonin boosts are very uh, uh, focused and nuanced. Yeah, well, sometimes <laughs> they are. But hey, congratulations on the serotonin. Congratulations on the serotonin. And congratulations to you guys for hanging out with us for the Really Big Fan Pod. You can check these shows out on Twitch Wednesday evenings around 7 o'clock. Twitch.tv backslash Really Big Fan Pod. That's also on all the social media where you can find us, whether it's threads, T double I double T E R. Is that right? No, T W I double T E R. That's how it works. I have to remember. That's how Jeff Jarrett used to introduce himself. I know. <laughs> I'm just uh, like, I, nah. <laughs> I, I'm also, I, I asked you the other day, do we need to keep this Twitter thing? And you're like, yeah, I use it to promote. And I'm like, okay, never mind. <laughs> if they start charging for it, then no, it's gone. Yeah. The minute he starts charging just to use Twitter, goodbye. I'm very just done with Elon. Yeah. <laughs> also, Elon, your your uh, Mercy Overwatch fetish, mid. You want to have a real fetish for an Overwatch character? Let's talk about Widowmaker. I don't understand anything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We'll be back next week with more of the really big fan pod. We'll get better. Uh, you'll get better. And hopefully I don't sound like I have boogers in my nose next week. I don't think so. <laughs> I'll, I'll see if there's a setting on the AI to take the boogers in the nose. Remove the boogers from the... Yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Gross. See ya. I have no more things to hydrate with. No? Do you want to go get a thing to hydrate with? Uh, yeah. Probably. I should probably get a water. Yeah. There you go. A little hydration for you, Hall Gaming. Pumpkin! Oh! <laughs> He's dead! I killed him! <laughs> I can't wait to see what that looked like. <laughs> the way I just drop out of frame when you pumpkin me. The Reese's threw a Reese's pumpkin at me. Hit me right, right here. Right, right, no, right in the right in the Adam's apple. No, it was like right in the collarbone. <laughs> yeah, pumpkin. Pumpkin. <laughs> that works better when it's like a stuffed pumpkin. <laughs> so we have um, there's a a Goomba. Yeah. And what else? We got the we banana. Banana. Yeah. And I feel like I just need to get like all of the items and yeah, like a, a turtle so shell. Just throw them at each other in the house. Yeah, because this is what living with me is like. <laughs> just throwing things, getting things thrown at you. Uh huh. Thankfully, there are never you know things that could really hurt you. Yeah. You've been pumpkin. Thank you, Hall Gaming. <laughs> wait, I cannot wait to see that clip, Doctor GTC. Hello. Thank you for uh, joining us for the show. <laughs> Keep pumpkin to me. <laughs> You've been pumpkined. Let me see. Let me see this. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. Thank you for clipping that hall gaming. That was amazing. You rock, dude. He's also playing Apex Legends while he's listening to us <laughs> and streaming it. So, like, true MVP. Right there. Hall gaming. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the show.